This is episode 144. It's like a lightning bolt diddling on a pickup. <laughs> 3.5 kilovolts of podcasts. Kilovolts? Kilovolts. Oh, should I do it again? Damn it. <laughs> I just decided what I was going to say at the last possible instant. Yeah, I'll no, do it again. Okay. 3.5 kilovolts of podcasts straight into your ears, balls. <laughs> it's the tone control. Oh, I missed. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that like ears, balls, uh, like possessive? You know, like your left ears, <laughs> balls? <laughs> um, sure. Okay. Yeah. I Yep. Yep. Okay. It's so running. Get this. The machine is running. Get this. Okay. Matt, the other guy in Delaney. Yeah. Um, oh, he just texted me because he's in Cincinnati right now. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And he's like, he's out there for a work event. And he's like, this work event sucks. What are all your Cincinnati tips? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, you got to go here for this. And you got to go there for that. Um, <laughs> so he's asking me if Rheingeist is in the over the Rhine neighborhood. Yeah, so um, basically the Over the Rhine neighborhood is kind of centered around Vine Street uh, where you can go kind of from the north-ish side of downtown up uh, several blocks and like there's like a, a oh, oh, like more than 50% of the cool stuff in Cincinnati is like as far as like restaurants and bars and okay. little things, cool, you know, shopping and stuff like kitschy shopping is like right there within like three blocks. Okay. And Vine Street is the main drag. Um, yeah, Vine Street's the main drag. Now Rheingeist is a little bit uh it's like a couple of streets over from that. So he says they're on their way there now. So Okay, yeah. yeah. So if you're if you yeah, if you went to Rheingeist and then you kinda cut over to Vine Street and walked south, you'll kind of find everything <laughs> more yeah. or less. Cool. So Matt, when you inevitably Listen to this because I make you listen to this <laughs> next week. Uh, there's your Cincinnati tip. <laughs> <laughs> there's a tip you could have used a few days ago. Mm-hmm. How long yeah, is he, was, he here for? Um, I think today and tomorrow, I okay. think he said. He mentioned, um, I was talking about like some place that, oh, we were talking about the video game bar that we went to when we were out there oh, in yeah. Cincinnati. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're super cool and it was a really fun place. And he's like, really? He's like, oh, wait, Cincinnati? I'm going to be there next week. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, there's like all kinds of stuff to do and it's a cool city. So he's there. I think he said he's there every year, like the, the Wednesday and Thursday after Labor Day for some work retreat or something, mm -hmm. or some big company meeting. So, yeah, he's there and it was like, Pretty cool. He's like, all right, I need the tips. <laughs> this work thing sucks anyway yeah, sure so yeah that's uh that's why i wanted to start recording so quick i was like Justin, i need to know it's texting me right now <laughs> uh cool um, cool anyway how are you uh i'm well hold on my wife just asked me to how my daughter is she's at a baseball hmm. game hmm. that's cool 
Uh, ladies come out of she keeps coming out of her room. The last time was to use the bathroom though, so that's, that's, that's allowed. Why I was like, that's why I was like, I can be ready early. And then I almost wasn't ready when you called still. <laughs> she interrupted me like four times trying to get ready for this. It's all good. Uh, nice. I'm on my second fizzy water of the night. Oh, I've just opened my first. I'm trying to do this whole, um, you know, save beer for the weekends routine. Yeah. Not That's like drink cool. all the same amount of beer over the weekends. I mean, just not drink <laughs> drink beer during the week, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's really how I should probably live my life now that I've kind of been doing it. Yeah, so not it's that like, bad. It's like right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's probably better for you. <laughs> probably, it's also better for my wallet. Like some of the, yeah. I, I love what all the breweries around here are doing, but I bought three new releases from the place up the road and they came in four packs of 16 ounce cans which that's how everything is going these days Mm -hmm. i can't find a 12 ounce can to save my life why that hasn't made it all the way out here uh, entirely yet yeah well four 16s is more beer than six 12s yeah so but then it's like no matter what the size i'm typically only having one so if i'm buying a pack i only get four four drinking beer moments Mm-hmm. Out of it, rather than six, which is kind of so drinking whatever. beer moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> so then I get up to the register, and they're all fourteen dollars a pack. Right. And I was of like, "Of course they are." Oh god! <laughs> like, uh, I yeah. bought them because I mean I knew it was going to be up there because it's special, special beer, right? And it's limited release stuff. But I was still just like, so you buy this Ugh. at the brewery? It's not like a grocery yeah, store. It's, yeah, it's not distributed. Yeah, mm-hmm. or well, not widely distributed. Actually, in fact, the closest place to get it is the brewery. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's just you know it's expensive, man. Tis, tis. So. Well, I yeah, I, I didn't. We usually do grocery shopping on the weekends, and I was just like, eh, didn't get any beer this time. Um, you know, plus we just come off of like the Labor Day. We had like, we went to a friend's house for a cookout, and mm-hmm. you know, it was a it was a beer laden event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had some family over for Labor Day, and that was also. Yeah, I had a few. Mm-hmm. Although one of the beers I bought is like a three point eight percent, like it's a it's a low boy. Yeah, and they those go down easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's trickery. Yeah, trickery. So, um, but yeah, here we are. Summer's officially not officially over, and <laughs> cool making moves. I mean, that's making all moves. I got really. I mean, we, I <laughs> typically I think we tend lately to record on Thursdays. Um, yeah, which, and and that's what I was going to suggest. You you have something going on tomorrow, and then actually, I had a yeah, I had I'm a going, session that luckily canceled. Yeah, so like <laughs> I'm I'm actually going to a video game bar tomorrow night for uh, <laughs> there you go um, uh, alumni event for my school, and I never really go to these things. But a friend of mine was like, "Oh, I want to go check this place out." A friend of mine and Beth, so we were thinking yeah. about going. Have you been? Do you want to come? I was like, you know what, it's probably the perfect excuse to go over there and like I'll see some people I haven't seen in a long time so mm-hmm. that's kind of neat um, I, I don't love how alumni events are I, I just don't love them you know it, it, they're just very <laughs> yeah. like 
It's like LinkedIn in real life. Yeah. Having not been to one, I can imagine that there's It's would just be like that networking way. and like people who still are really into the university. Like in a. Yeah. In that, I mean, I love where I went to college and it'll always be. In like a soccer hooligan of kind of way. That and just like they still like, they're still super heavily involved. And like I say that, like I'm not, but I. I'm currently in like a pilot program to help first year students on board. Yeah. Like from alumni. So mm -hmm. like, because I wish I had that when I started kind of attitude, uh, but yeah. um, still just lots of like people who are really way too into where they went to college. Not, not in like a soccer hooligan way, just like yeah. the, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Um, <laughs> but whatever, that's them. I'm not going to yuck their yum. It's fine. They can be into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I was just marveling at that phrase you just used. I think I've heard people say that before, but they've always oh, said um, it so fast that I didn't actually decipher what words there were. I'm not going to, like, not to yuck someone's yum. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I get it now because you said yeah. it so clearly. I think I definitely heard right through it and just understood the context and left it at that. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> a thing I've picked up from other podcasts, um, from Stuff You Should Know specifically. Mm -hmm. Uh, they've got it printed on T-shirts now. It's just sort of like a thing that they say because they're very like they'll talk about something like, "Ah, oh, this is awful. I hate this." But hey, you know, it's <laughs> not not like you now can't that I've already that. done it. Yeah, actually, we just went to see them perform live in Boston. Oh yeah, I saw that on Facebook. It was so good, man. Just so good. So we listened to an hour and fifteen minutes about Andre the Giant. Wow. It was so great. <laughs> it was so great. Now you know stuff. Now I know stuff about Andre the Giant. I know 100% more about him than I did before. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, Arya so, is still climbing in and out of her bed, changing her stuffies out for other stuffies. Uh-oh. Oh, now it looks like she might be thinking about getting a different pillow. She is just getting real fickle about changing stuff hmm. in her bed now. Hmm. Everything's got to be just right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of remember when I was a kid, like little, little, you know, having to have things a certain way, not yeah. in like an OCD way, because I, I don't feel that way anymore. But it's like, I don't know, something about it, like, it's that sense of personal control, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like, like so she's climbing into bed and I'm telling her, okay, like, pick out the stuffies you want. Yeah. And listen, if you want to change them, you do it yourself. You do not have to call me for that. They're right, right. here in this bin. <laughs> right. And now, so now she's like kind of experimenting with that. Like, yeah. Oh. Now she's like doing the hell out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Got free reign, bruh. Yeah. I was like, I basically don't care as long as you don't come out of your bedroom. You will fall asleep eventually. Yeah. Whether it be in the bed or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, let's talk about, you want to talk about some podcast stuff? I do. Okay. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> well, you know, you sent me this message saying you were setting up. I assumed it was to do a podcast since that's what we had been talking about right before you said that message. Since it's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wish list today. Cool. Cool, cool. So, um, the, a, a little bit of a news light episode. But that's okay, because that just means we can talk about more bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pretty cool... Do you have a pedal? I don't. Oh, okay. Well, I have and a pretty I cool pedal. And I actually didn't 
didn't think about it until I was actually walking up the stairs. Like, oh, I haven't gotten even a shipment <laughs> notice yet. But I think I, I sent it back late last holiday. week, and then there was a holiday. So, yeah, I'm sure yeah. I'll get a shipment thing tomorrow. But, yeah, I, I dragged my feet on sending the Add mm-hmm. Echo back. It was a fun pedal. It is. It's a really fun pedal. Uh, well, that's all right. So, anyway, uh, first up from the news. Now, this isn't actually new, but it, it was released or at least they had it for demo at NAM most recently. But um, I just kind of heard about it pop out again. I think some people have been getting some review units or something like that. And it and I and I think we I did we miss this at NAM or um well summer NAM is like usually pretty well it's, it's lighter in comparison to winter NAM. So I just personally didn't pay a lot of attention to it. Like I didn't go okay seeking out maybe that's news. what it was yeah um i remember seeing things about it and it was like oh this is a complicated thing uh i'll save it uh, and i just never got around to it i think sure, sure. okay well what are we what are we talking about because this is i'm annoying myself in the edit right now because we just yeah. started talking about a thing but i haven't said the name yet so i can't drop the <laughs> little <laughs> insert anyway uh from rev with two v's it's the d20 It is a tube amp head uh, yep. that is also has like a full recording interface uh, capability built into it, including and sort of supported and backed up by the two notes uh, modeling technology. So it's got two yeah. notes cab models built right in. So you have an actual real life tube amp. Uh, with that you can use as a tube amp or plug it right in USB and uh, get that, you know, headphones only yeah. uh, for recording and stuff like that. Or yeah. or both. Um, you know, it right. could be it can be stage and and computer at the same time if you were wanted to do that for some reason. Uh, so yeah, so this is a it's a little guy. Uh, in stature, but uh, weighs nine pounds. Yeah, it's pounds. like a mini head, like a yeah, little lunchbox size head. But they're they're cramming um, six L six or sorry six V sixes into it, and they got they've getting twenty watts out of them, mm-hmm. um, sw- invertible down to four, or none at all because of that fun little jobby on on the back there. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, the reviews I've heard are outstanding. The headphone input is great. Or input, you know, you can you can yeah. headphone right into the front of it. It's very very cool. Um, the virtual cabinet has its own volume knob. Um, yeah. But, so anything anything two notes touches just yeah. turns to gold. You know, it's it's awesome. I'm and it's stamped right on the case of this thing. Like it's a total partnership deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this is really the thing. So like when you say you can use it as a regular tube amp, like. For real, you can plug it into a speaker cab and just use it like any old guitar amp you've ever used before. You yeah. can plug it; it's got an XLR out, so you can plug it into front of house mm-hmm. with the you, with the cab modeling. With the cab modeling, you can USB it, you can headphone it, you can you can USB it, and then studio monitor it, whatever you want. Wow! And it's, so it's it's, it's actually. Um, 
the one detail, like I, we've probably seen like amps that that you could do a recording out of before. Yeah, Delaney um, makes one. Uh, I've seen a few others, but they they none of them have the speaker cab thing. Okay, so none of them have the two notes thing. But the there's a there's another little bit of flavor here. Um, there is a pre and post switch on this feature. And what that does is it changes where the recording out is being sourced from. So it's either being sourced from after the two notes reactive load. In other words, the entire amp, including the power stage, is then being reacted in the in the dummy load and then sent through the, mo- the modeling of cab. Or it takes it from the preamp stage, disables the, takes the power stage out of it, and now two notes is modeling both the power stage and the cabs. So you can put a bunch of virtual tube power stages in it, like change the power stage to EL84s or something. This is so crazy. Yeah. So it comes loaded <laughs> with six virtual cabinets and everything, you know, which you can select by the the knob on the front. And then uh, you can control it and flash things to it via MIDI um, up to 128 different yeah. cabs. Um and of so course, now, they have software too. I mean, I'm sure you. Yeah, can plug yeah. It in so there's like a rotary selector on the front of the thing that lets you choose the six cabs. Now, does it mean um, up to 128 via MIDI? So, like, if you had this thing wired in MIDI, could you change? Do you flash um, the cabs? I, to I think it? that's selecting. So, so I think the USB is what is loading them on and off. Um, oh. But it's because it's all. Uh, Selectable via the front knob, all customizable, or up to 128 via MIDI. So you can assign the six. Yes. Okay. okay. That are selectable from the knob, or select the full out of the full 128 via MIDI um, that you flash onto it. And you can you're constantly like buying. Uh, there's tons of upgrade packs for the two notes stuff. And um, yeah. okay, what else? Push pull gain so, pot for yep. crunchier voicing. There's a, the three band EQ, the typical stuff. Is it, this is basically the 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 review seems to read as it's a great pedal platform amp. It is a great clean amp that yeah, does its I mean, thing. It's not it's not going to be like a high gain channel on itself on its own. Yeah. So Rev makes really amazing amps. That I it for for them to come out with this, I have like no doubts that it's absolutely killer. Mm. Like the my favorite. Currently, my favorite favorite by a wide margin uh, Helix patch is a Rev Generator 120. Okay, it's they just sound amazing, and I've they've been around the block for a little while. I've kind of seen them here and there, and every time I hear one, see it in a review video, they always sound epic. And I, I don't doubt that this is anything less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 11.99 USD. Yeah. Um, it back panel has a built-in effects loop, uh, four or eight ohm cab out, uh, ground lift, and then little bias terminals for you to bias the tubes. Okay. Okay. Okay, that seems fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> who was that? That was my uh, it seems fine guy. It's the guy who thinks it's probably fine. It's the name <laughs> of that character. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, easily accessible fuse. Sorry, <laughs> they wrote, they to, wrote high quality to, transformers uh, on this as a feature. I need you to vamp. I'm Googling something. Oh, all right. That's fine. <laughs> hey. Um, I well, found it. Never mind. You're oh, done. Oh, okay. Whew. So, I was listening to another podcast today on my way home right from now? work. Right now? Oh. <laughs> um, like, 
and just your your whole like it's it's my it's fine guy. It's the guy who thinks it's probably fine. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me, it was Roderick on the line, which I found out one of our listeners listens to, and it makes me so happy. And that's actually where we get the bell. The bell on this podcast. Well, they must know that if they're a Roderick listener. Yeah. So the bell on our show is uh, an homage to Roderick on the line. So they're talking about Rush Mm -hmm. today, and, you know, Rush's first album, blah, blah, blah. And John's going on, like, yeah, so here here we go with the, the tracks, right? Finding My Way. That's a song about, you know, about a guy finding his way. <laughs> they go through eight tracks of that. <laughs> and it does that thing where it like goes like it starts out funny, then it's not funny, then it's really it comes funny. Back again. Around again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Lovely. Track two, need some love. That's just about needing some love. <laughs> it was a great, oh, great man. bit. <laughs> well, anyway, um, okay, that's yeah, all. That's fine. Anyway, so yeah, that's the D20 from Rev. Seems fun. I'd like to have one, but probably not, you know, it it would be a great studio thing. Probably not as great as a Kemper, <laughs> but what are you going to do? Well, yeah, I mean. But that's also, that's for me. But for somebody who wanted to also use it as an amp, it would be. Well, yeah, like if you already owned a cab, yeah, right? If you had a 412 or something and you, that was your, your gig setup or 212 or whatever, that was your, your playing out band practice thing. Yeah. Then you want to record, like you don't have to set all that shit up. You can just go right in. It's with, actually with, your tone right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the yeah. two notes, like I said, the two note stuff is airtight. It's so good. Outstanding. Just just wonderful. So speaking of end of summer, I the um a record that I mixed ages ago is slowly trickling out track at a time. I didn't realize there's actually four songs out now on um, the new album from Two Cheers, uh, which I think I mentioned. Put that on my phone right now. Yeah, I mentioned that before. So he's got them all as singles. So basically, if you go to like singles, the ones that Mm -hmm. are released in 2019, those four are what's come out so far. I keep uh, hearing them almost as if for the first time again, because it's been so long since I worked on them and they are pretty cool i'm really happy with the way they came out okay. and stuff like that uh, let's see <clears throat> artist two cheers the recent thing was he he posted on instagram because one of the songs has makes some mention of oh you know what it's it's just like you were talking about it's the end of summer <laughs> i don't think he actually <laughs> called the song that but he said it's about the end of summer Cool. All right, I'm gonna add that to my phone. Actually, yeah. what I do is like when before a record comes out like this, I'll just make up my own playlist. Yeah, of, that, that's what I know. had to do with this too because yeah. it's definitely. I hate having like I use the recently played or recently added or whatever it is a lot. Yeah, and I just hate seeing like ten singles listed. Ten, it's, yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So you got to do that because a single on iTunes it won't just like play them sequentially. Yeah. For some reason. Although if you look at the full album view, it should, unless they're not tied to the full album somehow. I don't don't think he's got it released that way. Yeah, there's a way to do it. Because what I was expecting to see is the full album, but like the songs are grayed out until they get released. Yeah, that's the other way that I've seen it too. Because I've seen bands do that where their single comes out first and the rest of the songs are gray, but the whole album is there. Um, Maybe that's a feature they're not opening up to individuals yet, but which is garbage of them to do, but hey, whatever. <laughs> they care oh, about I don't know. the I don't independence know about that. I mean, a lot I less. Have, yeah. You know. I assumed it was just a, 
I, mean, I guess it could be, but I assumed it was just a way that one would upload their material if they chose, like, yes, this is a check, this is a single. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Format. Like, you, you still don't just, like, do it directly. To, you still have to go through, like, a distributor and stuff. I think there's a lot yeah, more of those true. than there used to be, and it, it is, like, a bit simplified, but... Yeah, actually, it's funny. Speaking of singles, I've mentioned on the show before, there's this podcast called Hit Parade that is, like, a deep dive of the Billboard charts. Yeah. Um, and I've learned a lot about how the Billboard charts work, and when talking about singles, I always thought that the single was just the song from the record that was released and was the one that was marketed. It was the promoted one. It was music video and on the radio. Yeah. And it was just the one that was kind of the sales pitch for the album. Um, mm, but it I, turns out that it has to hit the Billboard Hot 100. It has to be physically released or in this case, digitally released as a single on its own. Yeah. So back in the day, it was a 45. I, I never realized that. I just thought they always were, I guess. But even in like the 2000s when we're on album-oriented rock and, and CD culture. Yeah. You know they, would, I mean? they would print a CD that was just that yeah. one song. Yeah. And so for a song to hit number one on the Hot 100, it needed to sell a shitload of actual singles. So if I went out, wanted to hear the new Foo Fighters single and bought the album, it didn't count towards that single. Boy, humans, Crazy, right? humans are so stupid. Yeah, isn't you that know? weird? So like, and then the other thing is sometime, I think it was the 70s, I'm not totally sure, but... um. Because on 45s, there's an A side and a B side. Yeah. They changed the rule that a B side would, like the A, B thing, it would be up on the chart as one release. And that was like suddenly the boom in B side culture. I was like, some of the best songs out there were actually B sides, you know, that kind of fun right. trivia stuff because they were on the charts listed together. Right. Because they sold at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. right. So if there's like some huge number of Beatles songs, for example, yeah. that are single that were huge hits, are the ones everyone knows, but oh, they're actually B sides. Mm-hmm. The I Beatles think, read all the songs. I think uh Hound Dog by Elvis was a B side. And when you think of what B sides are now, it's so so different. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So if you it's have to like go digging on YouTube to even find it's something that didn't make the cut. It gets put on the deluxe edition, you know? Right. <laughs> something that right. isn't on your standard release. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, Hit Parade's a great show. I would recommend it. They just they release like once a month, so mm-hmm. not that not much a big to commitment. keep up with. Yeah. Sure, sure, man. So um, moving on, huh? Moving on, moving on. Uh oh. So you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I I don't. Okay, tell me how to feel about this one, Derek. Oh, this is good. This is good. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Hang on, vamp for me. I'm Googling. You're not vamping for me, Justin. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, right, I really like, I thought about that like it was being said to a third person that was not here. <laughs> okay, uh, so oh. the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species or Cities as we know it in the guitar world, uh, has lifted the ban on Rosewood for musical instruments. Okay. Okay, so so a couple of years ago, this this ban was put in place that 
instruments with rosewood, or, or I mean, it affects us because of instruments, but rosewood could not cross international borders without a huge hassle and like lots of accompanying okay. paperwork to make sure that it was sustainably harvested and it wasn't like, um, like unsustainably market, harvested. Yeah. Or if it wasn't like illegally bought and sold and that kind it's of stuff. Blood rosewood. Blood wood. That's a different thing. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't impossible before, but if you were in Europe, let's say where borders, I mean, this is a, a probably a very American thing to say. Border Country borders are more like state borders yeah. that we can think of. International travel in Europe, I think, is a lot more common than in the U.S. So crossing the border with a guitar that has rosewood on it or selling a guitar across country borders like that was a huge hassle. Just, so, just the, bringing your guitar? I don't think bringing it. Yeah, because it, it, it's, really, about, it's um, about they're trying to prevent it cut getting cut down essentially yeah so i think it was the sale so like if this guitar is built and then imported into europe somewhere the accompanying paperwork and red tape is you know a mile long so i don't know all the details about what the ban originally was but they have turned around this this ban in relation to uh instruments finished with rosewood finished instruments with rosewood sorry okay so this is like a big. So you're deal. still you're still not transporting raw rosewood around. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but it was a pain. Like if you have an all, they make all rosewood Telecasters, for example, yeah. or guitars with rosewood necks or fingerboards or whatever. To sell that from one country to another, it sure. was essentially not doable because of the the red tape, and it was a a big deal. So it, it put the squeeze on a lot of manufacturers and the music market in general, like the musical instrument market. Yeah. So now it's uh well the, it's, okay it's so this lifted. this makes it more viable then so so as I'm reading it like you said they uh there's still highly regulated trade of the material but yeah. are you to manufacture this for example George Harrison Telecaster which mm-hmm. appears to be 100% rosewood just about you see the anything little sliver on it, in the bottom yeah anything on it that's not metal is rosewood Except that little tiny maple sandwich in the middle. <laughs> so what's that about? Something about the I mean, grain of the wood, they just couldn't get a solid block or something? Uh, could be. Yeah, I wonder if it just doesn't, or, it doesn't sit right. Because that's an odd wood to make a body out of. Rosewood? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why the maple stripe is there originally. Well, but the point is, um, yeah. they're not particularly regulated once it's finished into an instrument. Right, because it's an instrument. Like, what are yeah. you going to do with it then? Yeah, it's it's, it's already been made. I, I kind of wonder if this is being lifted for things that are uh, like other things that are like furniture. Sure, sure. You, know? you would imagine, yeah. And, and because the thing is that then you're regulating the right aspect of it. You're mm-hmm. regulating the source material. Yeah, the trade in raw material rosewood still yeah. remains regulated and is subject to permits granted by individual countries. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's all. It's just kind of a, a thing. It doesn't super impact the U.S., I think. And I, I don't think it super impacted the U.S. even when it went into effect. But it was a big deal for the international guitar market. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we're part of that, technically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, so... 
So odd, odd things happen when you are a person who does my job, and that is sometimes you uh, you go uh, eight or ten or twelve months without working on an audiobook, and you're doing all other things, oh. and then three audiobooks want a quote request from you in mm. the same week. Wow! <laughs> so it's like, are they from the same people? No, oh. no, they're from different people who don't know each other and live in different areas of the country. But wow, it, it, it's it's. It's enough to make you question randomness, you know, but like, yeah, randomness is often clumpy and the human brain has trouble with that. But yeah, I, so I've been so far this week just doing grueling days of nothing but audiobook editing. Um, but I have finished the first one. And so tomorrow I get to mix a heavy metal song and that'll be a nice change. There you go. That'll Um, be a little wake me up, huh? Yeah. But it's, uh, it's yeah, just some sometimes you know. No, it's kind of like no matter what the content, there's no way to make that not kind of dry because what I'm listening for yeah. is like the extraneous mouth noises and stuff like that, and making <laughs> right, yeah. making sure you they stay even, on script. You can't even focus on the content. Like it's yeah, it's, it's content agnostic, right? And this <laughs> this one has been QC'd for script already, so I'm really not even paying that much attention to it. I am following along, but like. Yeah, I'm I'm really just like hope oh, that breath was a little loud. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so you can't like let your attention drift. You have to focus on it. Yeah. But, it's, but you can't even focus on the Yeah, cool I, like, <laughs> I honestly like I almost wish it was in a different language because mm. then then I would be able to just not hear the words at all, you know. Yeah. Um, Actually, it's it's funny when we when we were on vacation in Europe. Um <laughs> as I like to say at work when I lived in Europe. <laughs> Um, we were in Brussels and the lots of lots and lots of languages there. Yeah. Primarily French. And, um, we got in and it was like some big party weekend for like a brew fest. So people were like raging all night, but we slept straight through it because we couldn't understand anyone. Oh, (laughs) it was so interesting. Like it was loud and it kind of turned into white noise and they were, no one was speaking, no one was shouting or like making English words. So it was like, it's just, just the noise, just the, it was like rain practically. That is funny. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. As after I obnoxiously squeeze in my trip to Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the humble brag. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's why I really overdo it at work. When I lived in Europe for <laughs> a time. Yep. I was there for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did live, though, during those two weeks. I so. did, yes. And uh, I can say, like, when I lived in California, when I was there on vacation a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, when I lived in Cincinnati, it's exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, I've lived in Cincinnati. <laughs> True. Yeah. Very briefly. Very briefly, but very, uh, you know, lively. Lively. Don't write that down. All right. So I feel like we're both a little out of it today. Well, I'm honestly like, you know how we always want to do the short show? It's like actually sort of happening right now. So I'm like vamping a little bit. Okay. Except I'm vamping when you, when you do vamp. only when you don't ask me <laughs> to ever vamp. All right, uh, let's talk about a pedal. All right, yeah. Yeah. 
Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want, send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. I was reading the description about this pedal and- Okay, no, let me do it, let me do it. This is kind of exciting. This is like- uh, Now that I, yeah, so I've seen one of their other pedals before. Yeah. Not knowing it was made by these guys. And I also see this thing all over the place. You see about this pedal? I see about it. I see it on boards, like, of, you know, musicians I follow across the internet. Uh-huh. It's everywhere. Anyway, continue. Uh, well, <clears throat> let me just plug this guitar cable in. Uh, yeah, so the thing is... Okay, I'm switching back so I can see you. Um, the thing about this is it's... It's super cool looking, um, <laughs> and I'm not. Go? I, <laughs> <laughs> how long can I go without saying the name of it? It's super cool looking. Um, I'm not surprised you see it everywhere. It, um, but it, it really is kind of different in a way enough that I think you can call it a unique pedal. It's not just a gimmick. Okay. All right. That is the thing I've wondered about. Yeah. So, I mean, because it's a little bit gimmicky, but I, I do think it is unlike anything else for some so, primary reasons. Okay, so what am I wait, talking wait, about? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, what? <laughs> there was, do you know, you know the show 99% Invisible? Yeah. So there was a thing, a story they did that some model cars could not... Uh, like the the Bluetooth radio connection with the phone and stuff would not play 99% invisible because the code in the car percent sign I was like a command in like the, oh. the fundamental like basic OS level of the of the car <laughs> and it would like completely shut down the um the audio the system. infotainment system and it would like reboot and crash it and stuff like that. Whoa. So they tried to do all this like this, this, I'm cutting to the chase. That's what they yeah. found was the problem. But in testing all of this, they made all these fake podcasts to see like where the problem lied. And they were testing the percent sign, thinking that was it. So they made a fake show called 88% Parenthetical. <laughs> 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 and it was all stuff like this. It was just kind of saying a bunch of things without actually getting to the point. <laughs> That must have been like, so much fun to waste oh, time yeah. doing that. <laughs> and so, like, they play a little clip of that episode, and it's like, this is 88% parenthetical. And they, I'm so and so. And so, the other day, I was walking my dog. He's a good dog. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, they just like immediately get diverted. It was really funny. And so, that's what that made me think of. That's all. Welcome that's back, fabulous. everybody. Tone Control's doing great. <clears throat> hey, happy sixth birthday, Justin. Oh, yeah. That's another thing we could have vamped about. Oh, damn it. 
We so we our first recording of the podcast was a couple of days ago, six years ago. Yeah, so wow, like this week. I said yeah. that bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whew. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So because it was it was right after I had first moved to Cincinnati, which was about six years ago. Yeah. Um, made so, it over here mid August. Was still sort of setting things up and building furniture, and then right at the beginning of September, it was like, okay. Start We're gonna, let's start this podcast we've been talking about doing while we live near each other for years. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's all. Anyway. Okay. Let's talk so, about Game Changer Audio. That's right. From Game Changer Audio, I've got probably the pedal you've all heard of, and I'm hoping I'm talking about from Game Changer Audio. This is a distortion pedal that uh, has a 3.5 kilovolt internal voltage. <laughs> okay. So you know how tube pedals, sometimes if you feed them a ton of power and they'll really get that true B plus of hundreds of volts. Yeah, 3.5 thousand volts in here, inside this this bad boy right here. There is, this is, okay, so this is the plasma pedal, high voltage distortion unit. It says right in the front, 3.5 kilovolts. There's a xenon tube in here. Uh, it's oh. a xenon arc tube, and it actually... It actually has a lightning bolt in it. Your guitar makes a lightning bolt in this thing. That is the single most rock and roll thing. This is so rock and roll. So this is this is your a, a pretty basic distortion box. Um, so in that, let me just say the tube is like on the face of this. Thing. Oh yeah, you there's a glass panel, it. so you can see it because they're not going to waste that. It's like a it's like it looks like a Tesla coil. Yeah, it's like a, right, a like, little thin tube, and you can see this lightning bolt, and it reacts to like it is what you're playing. It wiggles and changes depending on what, what you're feeding into it. You know, you do a, a long, good high note, and it shoots real straight. You play a big, wide chord, and it wiggles all over the place. That it's is wild looking. It is so extremely cool. It is <laughs> so cool. But uh, So it's essentially a fairly typical distortion box. It's got an EQ on it. It's got a volume output and, and stuff like that. But where it differs is instead of clipping the signal with diodes or transistors or whatever, you know, overloading some piece of electronics, um, it's actually just running into a transformer to get the voltage up to three and a half thousand volts. Your actual guitar voltage pumped up that high and then shot through this little tube, this xenon arc tube across a couple of um, electrodes. So these are, what, a couple of inches apart. And at that distance, it arcs and it makes a literal lightning bolt inside there. And the guitar signal goes to ground. It's uh -huh. gone. Your guitar signal does not pass to the output of this pedal. The pedal makes a new signal out of the other end of that lightning bolt. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, there, there is a, there, before I go too much further than that, there is a blend knob on here, so you can mix your dry back in okay. For, okay. Some, for some interesting sounds. I think, personally, that's more useful if you're going to use this on, like, bass yeah. Um, it could be really, really cool for that. For guitar, I think you pretty much want it all the way mixed in. And then the effect is fairly fuzz-like. Right. It would um, have to be. It is ex an extremely choppy, squared-out, glitchy fuzz. Um, but it, it does sound a little different than most fuzzes, probably because mm -hmm. it's being generated in this way. You know, in the same way that, like, silicon is different than germanium, this, yeah. is, this, is, this is more differenter. <laughs> But like, okay. So the other the, we we have a, a EQ controls. Um, now these there's a high and a low. They're pretty wide and they're pretty powerful. 
um, partially because this, like we said before, the signal is not being affected by this pedal. It is being shot through a tube into a lightning bolt and thrown away. The <laughs> yeah. lightning bolt is then shaped with this EQ. So there are frequencies that come out of this that your guitar did not put into them. This is so awesome. Okay. Like this is this is truly <laughs> the best spin on distortion pedals we've seen. It, it really is. So the fifth control here... So, you know, volume blend, high and low. The fifth control is a voltage frequency. So mm -hmm. this is literally how much the voltage is being fed to this, to this tube. So effectively, turning this up will make for more distortion, and mm -hmm. it will kind of raise the lower threshold where the, the uh, gating will occur. Oh, okay. Okay, so when you turn the voltage down, you'll get more gating and an even sharper sort of cutoff and you'll have to hit the guitar a lot harder to even make any sound out of it. Um, turned all the way up, it's much more wide open, um, but it still does have some gating. Um, so you'll see we can play around with it because I, I was about to like, I was like, oh good, another distortion box. I'll just pre-record this. I don't want to screw around with it on the mm -hmm. show until I opened it and was like, oh no, this one I have to do on this show. <laughs> um, so... My clean tone. Oh, oh, there's one more switch on the back too that that yeah, I saw that. It it brings the EQ. It lets the EQ on it affect the clean signal as well on oh, the blend. Got it. That's so what you that's have to blend up. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you have to, if you're using the blend. So we're not going to probably mess with that. But anyway, um, so let's just set everything at noon, um, except for the blend. This is a typical setting. So I've just turned it on. Notice it's not making any hum or adding any noise to my signal because right, nothing is being because there's in. no lightning bolt right now. Until I make noise, no lightning bolt will arc across there. There is no Fuck guitar yeah. signal going through this pedal. I love this. Listen to that gate. It's very trashy. Like it's Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So I'm gonna go ahead and turn the, the voltage all the way up. So now even moving my hand on the strings. I'm doing like a, with my hand, like, so pick slide. Okay. Oh, I got <laughs> it to hit a harmonic for a second. Gate is wild. Yeah, yeah. The, it's, the gating is like so much more extreme than any other fuzz. But you kind of hear that after that, I mean, it's a little bit more, it, it, I mean, this is going to sound stupid, but doesn't it seem kind of just more electrical than a typical fuzz? Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know how else to describe it. I'm sure it's because I'm being influenced by the visuals I'm being fed. You know, I can see this yeah. thing, like. Like, it sounds like electrical interference, not interference, but like, it sounds like what you would expect a lightning bolt diddling on a pickup to sound like <laughs> yeah kind of i mean it's <laughs> all right so let's bring the voltage way down let's see how low we can go oh man my telly can't even wow the voltage all the way down i can't even get it to arc okay so let's inch it up one little by little no oh. <laughs> All right, so bring it back up to around noon. So if you had a higher output guitar, you'd probably get a little more out of it. Um, yeah. I've seen demos of of somebody playing this with a, a more of a Les Paul style guitar, and it does, 
you know, you you have more to play with. But ultimately, when they calibrated the pedal, they did kind of make it so the middle setting here, the, the 12 o'clock, mm-hmm. is probably about what you're looking for. And then after that, you're kind of compensating for the play style a little bit. Um, tw- 12 or, or higher, you know, maybe so, not all the way up, but... So crank it all the way up. Well, I, I did. That was... Oh, that was the first one. Okay, okay. I mean, it's still gates, you know? Like, I if I don't hit anything... But I can... I can just do hammer-ons and get it to let signal mm-hmm. through now, you know? Yeah. That's a cool sound, though. Yeah, I mean, like, and you it could... It sounds not like other pedals, because it's, like, really actually doing something different. Right, it really does. So, and, and the, the blend thing is, is a little bit, so let's let's um, bring so this... The blend thing makes me think, like, if you were working with, like, a Tube Screamer or something, that you had some other... If you stacked this, it might be really interesting. Yeah, and, and I, I did kind of play with that. I, I played a little bit with throwing the amp onto more of a crunch sound, and then feeding this in. I, I do think it's kind of more aimed at, at bass or if you were going to use this pedal with other things. I'm just yeah. samplers, drum machines, oh. other stuff like that. Um, this would be, be so a, cool. This would be a really cool effect to have. Imagine a drum machine with just a little bit of blend on this. You know, you just some well, lightning say, in your like, drum machine. <laughs> if you had some like kind of medium crunch tone or something. Yeah. And then you blend in a little of this in the same way. Uh well let's see here. Um, like you could you could get some. Let's turn it on. I mean from another pedal, kind of. You know, so like another pedal is passing. Through oh, it. so I'd add the crunch before I put it into this. Yeah, that's what I was. Oh, thinking. okay. I I don't have that capability you know, right now, but. Right, but I think that would be a cool thing to experiment with, or like even yeah. all kinds of other pedals. Sure, I, I did find it, it to be a little of, bit less. It it didn't really do anything that I was excited about when I put some distortion on the amp and then fed this into it. Yeah, right. Um, I wouldn't expect it didn't to. Didn't really go, but so like a halfway blend, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of hear where. It, it could be something. I think most of the time for guitar, you're going to have it all the way blended. Um, so let's play with the EQs. So right now, because I've had them at noon, so let's just play, you know, any any chord and turn up the lows. And crank them right back. All right, back awesome, to noon. Let's do the highs all the way down. Turn them all the way up. Oh, there's that shrieky, scratchy, mm. zippery thing. Yeah. Boy, it's a true glitch box, you know? This is so interesting to me. It, like the it, way that it, what it's doing, like as you're playing, I'm just thinking of like, <laughs> okay, it's destroying my guitar signal and taking it, or it's taking my guitar signal and shooting it across 
Yeah. Time and space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just your guitar signal through this transformer so that it is so wild that it becomes a lightning bolt. Yeah. And then it's just thrown away to ground out the other end of the transformer. And then the lightning bolt is reabsorbed on the other side. It's a sonic weaponry. I mean, seeing this little wiggly lightning bolt thing happen as I play, too, it's like such satisfying visual feedback. It's, it's right. It's like very um, visceral. Like those <laughs> those um, Bogner pedals in mm, uh, conjunction mm-hmm. with Rupert Neve and the uh, the jewel, the um, the LED on them was was like a meter in a sense. So it would change color depending on how much drive you were Right, using it, you know how much you were digging into the pedal and how much it was distorting. That was really cool, but this, <laughs> this, is, a, this is a different level. Yeah. Um, um, I also I want to mention they make this in a bunch of different forms. So they make the pedal like you have regular yeah. guitar stomp box. They make a rack version of this and a Euro rack version of this with yeah. like totally ready for modular synths with the Euro rack. Yeah, it's it's super obvious this circuit would be amazing on all kinds of different sounds. Um, you know, I didn't plug See, now, my bass into it, but, you know. So the rack is a 1U-sized rack. It's got a lot more controls, and the tube is much longer hmm. than the one in the pedal. I wonder if that would really change anything or not, because it's just still moving at the literal speed of light. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's not affecting the timing. Um, yeah, but I wonder if it would have any impact on the sound somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would, my, my guess oh, would... Oh, shit, look at this. The rack has um, three effects loops on it. Oh, wow. The plasma rack. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I love it. That's, that's pretty cool. It looks like it's a bigger tube, too. Like, I can see yeah. the, the lightning in there is has much more room to veagle. Um <laughs> Boy, that's just that is really something. It's oh so... shit. The, so the rack version is fifteen hundred bucks. Holy cow! I wonder what they're having to do because I, I was about to say like I, I imagine the distance would need a higher oh. voltage to activate Dark. the lightning bolt. Yeah. Wow! Look at this sucker. It's got MIDI. <laughs> like, why would you possibly? <laughs> what would you MIDI with this? Wow! Ground lift, expression input. Uh, well, mine. I think if you're a Eurorack kind of kind of person, you already know what you'd do to it. <laughs> well, I mean the the one U rack. Well, okay, Never... sure, sure, yeah, yeah. So the pedal itself is three hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and then the Eurorack is three sixty nine. Okay, okay. Um, let's see, is the the Eurorack right? It's got all the ins and outs, yeah, uh, for CV control and stuff. Right, everything you'd oh, expect. Look at this. Well, it's, it's not going to have up. it's not going to have power supply in a Euro. It's got rack. an octave up and octave down control. Oh, so it's got Whoa. some extra stuff built into it. Yeah. So for Euro rack, it's not going to have an inbuilt power supply, so it yeah. can be fancier without the cost going up that much. Um, this thing's running on nine volts, by the way. Nothing out of the ordinary here. <laughs> then it um, internally gets well because it requires no guts whatsoever. There's no amperage oh, yeah. at all by the time it gets up to. You know, three three million volts. Well, three 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 and a half thousand. <laughs> I like mine better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, anyway. Uh, but then, yeah. So the the rack one would have to be quite anyway. It'd be quite a thing. Bigger transformers and everything. I'm sure. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I see these things everywhere. I see any like gear demo video. I see it on a rack in the background, just like wiggling. They must be just feeding signal into it to make it like mm-hmm. dance around and look cool on the rack. Yeah. But I see them all over and they just, they have such a cool, like they're all blacked out. And then there's like this like blue white yeah. bolt shooting yeah. across the middle. I, I would just, oh God, it's so, it's just so great. So it makes me want to like detune my guitar slightly because let me mm. see if I can do it. to find my guitar staying in tune too well huh so i wonder how this would react to what, what like i'm trying to do booster. is because when you get the throb of slightly out of phase oh, you know okay. what i mean like so so you're tuning a guitar and you get that wom 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 that reacts very strongly in the lightning bolt. Like it will become hmm. laser beam straight and then go spread way out to the edge of the tube and back and forth cyclically. Well, interesting. So it's like an oscilloscope. Almost. Yeah. Like, like it looks so cool when that sort of stuff happens. I would love to have these little lights like all over my studio. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to just put them in my speakers and just have the. You never get anything done. <laughs> I know. I just, it would be the coolest thing. That is awesome. Uh, anyway. That is very awesome. Yeah, so this is the first time I've been really excited about a distortion box in a long time. And it's not even it, really because of the sound. I mean, the sound is cool, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a very different thing. It, it is. And I'm not like a humongous fuzz guy, but like, I don't know. If, if I was going to have a fuzz, may as well be something gnarly and wild, I guess. Um, yeah. That, that's, that's my presumption anyway. So I was very excited when I saw with it, well, I opened it up and I was like, what in the hell is that? I saw what on the, cause I didn't know what this was, right? Before yeah. I opened, the, yeah, before I opened the box, I had not known what this pedal was. Um, so I saw, you know, plasma pedal, high voltage distortion unit. And I looked and I'm like, what kind of tube is that? Like I can see it in the glass, but I'm like, this is going to be, somebody found some weirdo t- old tube size you know, and like stuck it yeah. in the front, like yeah. okay. No, and they've it's got, a they got glass. I was like, "What?" And then I so then I looked it up. Well, actually, <laughs> like, I looked down oh, in the so corner excited. and I saw a xenon, you know, filling. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Man, I'm looking through my pedal genie wish list right now. I have um, sixty pedals on my list at the moment. And there's many have been on here since I first set up my wish list. <laughs> yeah. So well, we basically, goes, we but... started early in Pedal Genie's life cycle and we added like everything. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny is there's still like, there's still a few on here I really want to try. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you order it? Uh, um, change the order. Oh, can you put it in priority? Um, is it is that what this does? I thought at a certain point you could drag yeah, them does. up and down. You, I can drag and drop, but I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's because we do this segment for the show. They just kind of send us. Well, I'm it, sure they send us what's on our list, but I, I wonder if they're prioritizing. Oh yeah, real customers. I would. Yeah, I would if I were them. Yeah. <laughs> and I have I have um, a couple of times asked them for something because I wanted to use it on a session, and mm. I think two out of the three times I've asked, he's had it and been able to accommodate. Yeah. Um, that's so awesome. you know, yeah, it's just a matter of sending them a note. But yeah, like prioritize. I think they added that feature at some point, um, so you can prioritize. And then you know they're gonna. It's gonna be prioritized 
also through the filter of what they have and when your yeah, thing came back. Yeah, what's in, what's out, know. yeah. yeah. Um, right now, the, the top of my list is the lollygagger effects Canaglia. Canaglia? Canaglia. Canaglia. All I can think of is Step Brothers when they're like, it's the Catalina wine mixer. It's the Canaglia wine mixer. It's the only way I can remember it. So, and actually... The the uh, the listener who I mentioned listens to Roderick on the line is uh, the guy over at Lollygagger. Oh, <laughs> so like what are the odds of that, right? So I, I do want to um, I do want to try. That. I think this pedal. Oh, I'm just gonna look it up. Lollygagger effects. Um, pretty sh- yes, this pedal is in a wood case. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Send me one of these. (laughs) (laughs) All right. These are so cool. Oh, so cool. So many cool pedals. Mm -hmm. Well, they have uh, in the press on here all the different news outlets they've been featured on for this pedal. Everywhere, right? Yeah, I don't have the tone control yet. Mm, Sounds like some bullshit to me. Yeah. Some somebody's. How dare they? Yes. (laughs) We featured them eight minutes ago and they don't know. We did. I mean, this episode. (sighs) Okay. We featured them on this episode that's not even out yet. Yeah. And they can't even get their shit together and update the website while I'm recording A bunch of inconsiderate jerks. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Please keep making great things like the game, the uh, Audio Plasma. Sorry, um, Audio Plasma? No, just Plasma. Plasma Pedal. Plasma Pedal. High Voltage Distortion Unit Plasma Pedal. (laughs) That's what that guy's called. High Voltage Rock and Roll. High voltage rock and roll, indeed. That is quite true and very literal. I really love calling the music that I play, no matter what it is. I love calling it high voltage rock. <laughs> I just <laughs> something about like come see my band play high voltage rock. <laughs> I don't know. It feels good. Oh, I um, I played a bit of Delaney in the car. We were all all oh, nice. three of us were in the car. Aria loves Delaney. We've already oh, established sweet. that. Sweet. Oh yeah, right. She thought Andy needed to pick up playing the bass shaker. Yes. He yes. she thought the bass shaker would be good. Okay. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> this is like a pumpkin full of marbles. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it would be. Yeah, I was picturing it would be a thump, 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 thump. <laughs> anyway, we were all driving and I played it and um Marielle said that it reminded her of a band that she was like into in like high school or maybe she said college. Anyway, let me hold on. Cause I got to look in my like recently played or whatever. Oh yes. Okay. So there is it? right next to Delaney, of course. Cause I immediately switched to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Graham Colton band. I have never heard of that. Well, I don't think it was a big. I don't think it was a big thing. Oh, oh, so right, because Marielle said she. This was something that was. I mean, it was like was a, it local to where she was. I don't know. I don't know how local it was, or if it was just something that didn't make it to like being national enough that I would have heard of it. Um, but like, I sort of get it. Like, it's not really the. It's not like the same music, or the same kind of music, or whatever. But it is like the same energy level, and I think the singer of this band 
has a similar sort of tonality, but like, oh, okay. but then you, you, you will be struck by it. It's almost, I guess this would be the closest you'd find to if Delaney was making music at this time, because the drum beats would have been these drum beats. Oh, wow. Because okay. the, the, uh, so hmm. this came out, when did this, okay. I was about to look at I'm it. I'm looking at their Wikipedia page. Um, well, I'm looking well, at Graham Colton's Wikipedia page. Well, this is nonsense. It says 2018, but this did not come out in 2018. Uh, they must have just added it to... 2004. Is it the album Drive? The album Drive. 2004. Okay. When you listen to this later, you'll know what I mean. The 2004 drum beats. They <laughs> That was... Because you never know what's going to identify the music of a certain time until it's after that time. Oh, totally. And it, I've decided, because we also listened on that same trip, we were listening to stuff from this era and like... The band Live came on Mariel's yeah, mix. I remember them. And like I was like, oh my God, the drum beats. It's that late 90s, early 2000s. The drums were of that time. And that's the thing for me that that sinks it. And to the same point, point um, like pop music from that era has the Backstreet Boys drum sounds, you know? Dude, okay. So oh my gosh. also circling back to Hit Parade, okay. there's an episode on Max Martin who is the, is that his name? Max. I have the foggiest idea. I'm sure that that is Max Martin's name. Yes, it is Max Martin. He's a Swedish record producer who has done everyone. Okay. And um, I, I have to send it to you. It's so interesting because he's responsible for the Backstreet Boys sound. Oh, wow. Which is like directly traceable to ABBA. Yeah. And like how he is like studied under the guy who basically made ABBA. Mm-hmm. Um so he's responsible for Katy Perry, Maroon 5, Taylor Swift, The Weeknd, um, like I said, Backstreet Boys, Kelly Clarkson, Pink, Usher, Avril Lavigne. Every wow. like major pop smash is Max Martin. Huh. And once you... Once actually, you accept even, that fact into your heart. Well, once you hear all the examples in the podcast that they play, including like Britney Spears. And so there's a deep yeah. dive episode on Britney Spears, which is fascinating as well. And he's featured in that one. So if you listen to kind of both together, it's like you can, without a doubt, be like, this is a Max Martin song. You just know it. Because yep. he's got these <laughs> kind of Sonic's hallmarks, you know, these signatures that he puts in everything. Right. Wow. That is so fun to, like, notice. Yeah, it's it's very, very interesting. That's pretty cool. <sighs> yeah, the one about Britney Spears is really fascinating. But They talk about, like, her... This is the thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not a person to gatekeep music. I'm not a person to like yuck anyone's yum. Yeah. I personally don't think one way or another really about Britney Spears's music. But you can't. You <laughs> no can't one's deny, ever asked you for a value judgment. <laughs> right, but you can't deny that "Baby One More Time" wasn't everywhere. It was the only oh, yeah, thing in the yeah. universe, you know. And when I'm listening to this episode and just flashing back so many years to when that came out, it's like, man. You know, yeah. whether you like it or not, as music, if, even if you don't enjoy it, it's undeniably humongous. And it's so interesting to hear the statistics on the performance and like who the performance in the charts and like who was responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this kind of goes back to um, that <clears throat> that Vox TV thing mm-hmm. um, about sort of the formula of hits, like that computer program yeah. that charts them on that sort of diagonal scale. Yeah. Of what what elements are into them and the repetition. And, oh, man, the things that lock into our brains. 
It's awesome. I got to send it to you. I think you would love it. Yeah. It's I whenever like something like that comes on, it's like, "Oh my god, all the details, all these things are connected." It's like the music industry Illuminati. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not that it was ever really a secret, but it's like it Yeah, it but it's it's just stuff that I think most people don't know about. Like fans, yeah. listeners, radio listeners don't know about this kind of the way this industry works. And I didn't even really. I'm not like saying I'm oh, part no, of it, I'm, but it's I'm, yeah. I'm still there's still stuff all the time that I don't find out about. I I, I do, you know. I, occasionally, you'll kind of come across something, and I have like li- been listening to something and going, "Oh man, this sounds like this other thing," and then found out, like looked it up, and it like, oh, it thing. is literally like <laughs> yeah. it is it is like the same producer or they borrowed from you know intentionally or something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um yeah so okay well that's the story yeah i mean i could i could ramble on and on about <laughs> how cool i find this kind of stuff but i won't i'll save i'll spare all of you yeah hey that's if you're looking right. for a low commitment podcast hit parade is really it yeah that would be that would be a good one um because i still do have such limited kind of podcast time Ah, man, it's, it's, I picked the wrong job. Ah, bummer. Doing what you love. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> okay, well, hey, that's all we have, actually. Yeah, what are we up to? I haven't even looked at the clock. An hour. See? <laughs> <laughs> There's a homeostasis to this podcast that is unassailable. Yeah. Huh. God. We are our own feedback loop. Hmm. That's deep. Yeah, I'm just laying on a few extra quotes. These aren't going to be the show title. These aren't going to be a show title. There, write that one down. Okay, these. (laughs) I'm not going to write that down. Okay. So, um... Oh, you know what I was going to do? I was thinking about this today. Um, I'm going to... Let's try to get a call to action going. Okay. I want... so, So... because every once in a while, one of these actually gets a response or two <laughs> from our, from our uh, you know, meager listenership. Um, I wanted to, so I want to, I, I want to survey people in some way. It doesn't even have to be something important. If I thought of something important, so then I forgot to think of something the whole time. Um, are lightning bolts cool? No, that's obvious. Um, nah. Nah. I mean, yes. Yes. <laughs> lightning bolts are cool. What, um... I don't know. Okay, okay. Um, let's try to let's try to take an actual vote. Should we include a discussion? Should we try to include a discussion topic in each episode and not just news? Okay, we can actually use the polling feature yeah. on various social medias. Let's so poll we'll, on some social media. Should we include a discussion topic? Yeah, like a planned uh, one instead of the random bullshit. To try to vamp with. Yeah. Okay. I'll write. I'll write a question and post it around. Because a lot of times I think we lazy, we lazy it up, and like if we have enough news, we just go. We don't have to add anything to the show. And I think right. if maybe if if enough people were like, yeah, I would love a discussion topic. And by the way, <laughs> the next phase is if the fans answer yes, the next phase is okay. Like what? What, what do you want us to talk about? <laughs> like we're really bad at coming up with discussion topics. Obviously, since yeah. We if never you do all them. stay, if you all stay too quiet, we're just going to listen to the tone jerks and steal theirs. Yeah. So unless yeah. you want a repeat of those, 
<laughs> It'll just be us talking about them and disagreeing entirely. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take Kyle to task. That's not true. I agree with most of what they <laughs> say. Kyle. All right. Uh, well, we'll... But anyway, cool. Yes, I like that idea. Uh, okay. Right. And then also, if you have an idea, I, I've gotten some show topics from fans and they're like, I don't know. They're very like hesitant. I don't know if this would be a cool topic or like you don't know. You don't have to. It's fine. You kind of guys. We've but, done 144 of these. We're <laughs> down to the stuff that might not be that cool. It's fine. <laughs> Send us whatever you got because seriously, I love talking. I can't think of yeah what people might want to know or want to know our opinions on until you send it to us. So send us what you kind of want us to talk about or think might be a cool topic. That's kind of how I got to know Eric and Brian and, and Brian and other Brian. Right. And you, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's really what makes like uh, tone control does not have a huge like community. I feel like, because I don't know, just not a huge show or anything, but um, we can get there. So let's do it. Cool. Send us, send us your questions. Yeah, do it. Do it with yourself. Okay. Um, that's going to be it for us. You can send us a, have we ever gotten a iTunes review in the last like three years? I haven't checked. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I ask for it all the time. Haven't looked. Uh, <laughs> iTunes reviews, uh, we are published and hosted and everything on anchor where you can leave us a voicemail if you're using the anchor mm-hmm. app. So go do that. And, uh, we are now totally like everywhere. So if one of your friends listens to podcasts only on Spotify and they're a turd about listening to new podcasts, just be like, yo dude, you're on Spotify now. Yeah. No more excuses. <laughs> Get it together. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's going to be the deal. See ya. Bye. To all the components out there in the tone control circuit, thanks for listening and fuck off. Bye.